Hello everybody, welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we chat about witchcraft in the modern world. My name is Rian Lockard and I am the head witch over here at Moonstone Witchery. You can find me on Instagram at moonstone underscore witchery or online at moonstonewitchery.com. I do have a very new Facebook presence. You can find me um, on Moonstone Witchery on Facebook and click like for some fun content over there as well. So I wanted to chat today about a topic that comes up all the time, and it is the whole idea of good witch versus bad witch. Dun, dun, dun. Cue, like, creepy witch music. Um, A lot of times I'll get asked this question about, are you a good witch? Are you a bad witch? Or someone will reference some kind of spell work, and they will say, well, you know, you can't do that because everything you do comes back upon you. So I have a lot to say on this topic, so I hope that you stay tuned and stick around and listen up and, you know, submit to me your take on everything having to do with um, dark magic versus light magic. (laughs) Um, I don't really like the idea of calling it dark magic versus light magic, by the way, because in my mind... Um, it's just magic and dark doesn't have an inherently negative connotation or it doesn't need to and light doesn't necessarily mean that it's the only way to do something um, to do something good or to, to, to have positive results now that said I'm not in the habit of hexing or cursing anybody for you know nearly any reason to be honest with you but especially for like small infractions but we'll get to all of that so what the heck am I even talking about well what I'm talking about is this idea that there are good kinds of magic and there are bad kinds of magic and in specific what I'm actually really fixating on on this episode um, specifically is this idea of what's called the read of three Now, we're going to talk about, like, ethical witchcraft in upcoming episodes, and we're going to talk about the idea of, like, dark magic versus light magic in upcoming episodes, and this is an ongoing topic that really can't and shouldn't be covered in, you know, one half an hour (laughs) podcast, but what I can cover today is this read of three, the idea that anything you do will come back to you or anything you do will come back to you threefold, which is specifically the read of three, which is the one that people like to quote to witches, or it's the thing that people tend to seem to know or think they know about magic um, and witch work. And I, and I just want to dive into that because that really is one of the most common things out there. And it's most it's most commonly misunderstood as well, I think. So let's talk. The read of three is something that really honestly is only present and really specific to Wicca or the Wiccan practices of witchcraft. Um, They believe that the work that you do will return to you. Um, I believe that they believe that it will return to you threefold. Um, And that therefore, what this does is it kind of offers you like a morality clause. It's kind of saying, only put out there what you're comfortable receiving back three times. This is supposed to, um, theoretically or or whatever, keep people in check or keep people um, balanced in the work that they're doing, the witch work that they're doing. And it's supposed to have you really think a lot about what you are 
putting out into the universe, magically or otherwise. Now, I'm obviously completely on board with that mindset. I'm very much like, yes, we should absolutely all be thinking about what we're putting out into the universe. And you absolutely should be very right with yourself and in alignment with yourself when you're doing any type of magic, whether you consider it to be, quote, good or not good. Um, Because magic is all about the energy, the intention, the underlying unseen forces that are sort of flowing around beneath what you're actively saying or think you're saying. And so you could be doing a positive spell on somebody, but create some kind of unintended result. And so this is why no matter whether you think you're doing a good spell or a bad spell, I want you to be right with yourself. I want you to get right with yourself because if you're doing something like, for example, I had a student in witchcraft school the other day and she said to me, oh, I want to put a spell upon somebody um, to help them learn how to like let go of this relationship that I think that is unhealthy for them. So I want to do a spell that makes it easier for them to let go of things. And I said... Okay, but when you when you put a spell on someone that's all about letting go, they're going to have a lot of opportunities to learn to let go. What you're actually casting is a spell to call forth a lot of grief for this person. And she was like, oh my goodness, well, I don't want to do that. But the thing is, she wasn't thinking that way. She wasn't thinking, oh, well, what, what would help someone let go? Oh, let's give them a lot of chances to let go of things. And that's grief. And that's grieving. And that's loss. And so really a positive light, love and light, light worker spell became something that was not what she intended and could be considered, you know, dark or maybe not as pleasant as um, she wanted. And if we were to believe in the read of three, well, this woman with this positive intention would be receiving a lot of um, intense grief, most likely, or intense opportunities to experience letting go coming back upon her. Now, Wicca is, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, Wicca is an organized religion. It is a series of belief systems that guide you in how to exist and practice. Um, You know, I started to record this podcast and I talked a whole lot and a whole long time about the difference between organized religion and spirituality. And I think that should just be a different topic for a different day. But fundamentally, an organized religion is one that sort of tells you how to be. I mean, there's a lot more to it. I want to I want to post the other one that I recorded. It'll come up maybe next week, but who knows. But what I'm saying is Wicca has some very specific, very clear-cut, very um you know, I don't know the word besides specific rules, regulations, patterns, um, behaviors and rituals and belief systems. There's, there's guidelines. You have to do certain things if you're going to be Wiccan. That is not a bad thing. That is just what it is. There's no judgment upon it. Just because um, you might not be Wiccan and you don't really necessarily agree with some of it doesn't mean that like there's anything wrong with the people who are. Um, or just because you are Wiccan and you might think it's very important to have a lot of like masculine, feminine energy in all of your working or to honor the solstice in a specific way or to have um, the four corners be addressed specifically and all the elements be present. Whatever it might be for you doesn't mean that someone who practices differently from you is incorrect either. We all must learn to respect that 
um, each person's brand of witchcraft is going to be specific to that person because each person is a magical creature unto themselves. So I would love to get away from like the bashing of the different forms of witchcraft, but you know, we're, we're all working at it one day at a time in Wicca. They do believe that what you, what you put out there returns upon you. Now, not all of them believe it's threefold. Not all of them necessarily believe that it's a steadfast rule. There's always shades of gray in everything, but overall, this is a rule that I have come to know is specific to Wicca. Now, the other witches in the world who are practicing, you know, eclectic witchcraft or just a modern form of witchcraft or very traditional nature-based witchcraft or maybe a pagan witch or um, any kind of witch that there is, voodoo and hoodoo practitioners, not all of those practitioners believe in this law, okay? I have heard of dark magic be called, you know, evil or Satan worship or... um, I I like to call it justice-seeking magic. Um, I've heard it referred to as baneful magic, left-handed magic, um, whatever the case may be. It is magic that is designed to restrict someone's free will and to perhaps bring some kind of learning or energy upon them that is almost kind of like uh, reciprocity or, or what they are deserving for their actions. It's hold, it's accountability magic. Um, it is things like banishing spells or binding spells, not love binding spells, but, you know, binding as in restricted from interacting with another individual. Um, curses or hexes, of course, would fall under this category um, and things of that nature. So let's chat. The read of three. Anything you do will bounce back at you. I don't necessarily know that that's true. People tend to call that karma. That is an appropriated term from um, the Hindu religion. So if you can sort of move away from that, it would be nice to, to try to move away from that. But what what the point is, is that people who are not educated in magic say, this is a rule. This is a steadfast rule. This is exactly how it is. Well, quite honestly, no one knows. (laughs) No one knows what the steadfast rules of the universe are. Okay, let's just be really clear on that. Um, And things are only rules if you believe that they're rules. And I want to say that again, because if I was teaching that in a workshop or a seminar, I would say, I'm going to say that again. Write it down. Things are only rules if you believe that they are rules. That's one of those like cornerstone things about getting it with magic and witchcraft. If you think something's going to limit you, then guess what? Obviously, it's going to limit you. If you think that you are like queen of your own world, queen of your own life, and nothing can limit you, then nothing can limit you. But you have to believe that. You can't just like convince yourself of it. Whatever your secret rules are, whatever the things are that you believe are blocking you or restricting you or restraining you or confining you or guiding you. Rules don't have to be bad. Um, Whatever those things are that you believe in fully, well, guess what? They're very real to you because you believe in them fully. And that is all that matters. We are each existing in our own reality bubble. And our own reality bubbles are made up of our own rules, whether we are conscious of that or not. 
And so if someone who believes very deeply in the read of three will hear that and they will interpret their life circumstances as being an inaction of the read of three, right? So if they were to do some kind of binding spell upon another person and then they were getting nowhere with kind of making a phone call and getting a response from their doctor's office and then they ran into a roadblock, like a literal roadblock as they were driving somewhere and then perhaps they just couldn't get this person in their life to understand the point they were making, they might say to themselves, oh, that's the read of three. It's because I did this binding spell. It's coming back upon me. Now, some witches I know take this kind of like really like intense sort of satisfaction from this kind of stuff because they go, oh, if I'm having this stuff happen to me, that means my spell was successful. I mean, maybe that's, that's possible, possibly true. But I live in a world where, um, I'll tell you some of the rules that I live by in in my little bubble over here. I think that some of us are called to witch work because we're called to a spiritual path. We're called to this level of um, doing the deep spiritual work. I always say witchcraft is self-work because if you are doing something, if you're going to lay a spell upon somebody, you have to really get right with yourself. You have to really say to yourself, why am I doing this? Like, what is it within me that is wanting to put this spell upon somebody else and if you don't have like answers that are in alignment with like being a ethical or good or like beautiful person in your soul then you are gonna have some reverberations this is my opinion is it threefold is it like immediate is it like you bound somebody so now you're you're binded I don't think so no I don't think that's how it works but I do believe that if you are not coming from a place that is authentic and really clear clarity is so important then you're not your spells are going to reverberate in a way that is not intended and those reverberations will affect you because you are the witch you are the one casting it out there and so you are therefore intrinsically linked to the energy being cast right? I mean, you can kind of work a clause into your spell work that says, once this is cast, my energy is removed from it. And therefore I am not affected by the outcome. That's an interesting thing to play with. But most witches aren't doing that. Most witches are are out there casting their spells and it's leaving their signature upon it, especially if you're doing any kind of work with any bodily fluids or anything like that. You are intrinsically linked, just so you know, to that spell. And so even if that spell is not about you or it was, you know, for somebody else, Whatever's going to happen, if that spell is judged as inappropriate or unacceptable or foundationally just, you know, messed up in some capacity or another by the forces that be, if the forces that be judge your spell as not being like, okay, fully, you're going to get that reverberation in your energy field and your auric field. It will, it will affect you. I don't believe there's a mathematical equation that says it's threefold. I don't believe that it's like, here, let's check these boxes. This happened to them. So this happens to you. I do think though, that we all must be accountable to the spells that we are putting out there. Just, you know, as an ethical person in general, General, we should be doing that. If you are somebody who is called to witchcraft and you are like magical enough that you're like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to put these spells out there. I'm going to shape my reality. Then I want you to answer these questions within yourself. And these questions are important. And they're questions that go something like, what kind of person am I? Like, what kind of person do I want to be in this world? What kind of energy imprint do I want to leave upon things? What kind of 
vibration do I want to resonate resonate at? What kind of um, lingering and beautiful or not? What kind of lingering resonance do I want there to be, you know, around me? How do I want to be here? And these answers don't have to be like positivity only, like only love and light kind of stuff. Um, I think that the witchcraft is um, rising back up. I think that witches are being awakened again in this era, specifically because of our capacity to enact justice-seeking magic. I believe fully that witchcraft has had this, like, resurgence simply because the world is so crazy right now and we are needed. We are here to hold accountable those who are misusing, mishandling, and misrepresenting their own energy. But that means that we must be right with ourselves in all that we do. Because if you are very clear within yourself that you are doing the right thing, and that you know with certainty that you are doing the right thing, it is my belief, this is one of my rules, that you cannot or you will not have any negative reverberation from whatever it is that you are doing. So if you have done enough spiritual self-work and enough emotional, mental self-work within yourself to get right with yourself and to not be acting from a place of kind of nastiness or like that eye for an eye sort of, you know, retaliatory energy, if you're coming from a place where you're like, no, I'm going to hold accountable the forces that be that are out of alignment here in this universe. And if the universe itself judges you and your work as being worthy, then I believe that that is okay. That's my belief. Now, I would never recommend that you walk around hexing people for really any reason. I, I have a very short list of of acceptable circumstances in which someone can be hexed. Um, I wouldn't toss curses around at people just because, you know, you don't like the way they drive or your mom took away your cell phone or whatever it is. This is serious stuff that you should not play with. What you can always do is like passive aggressive witchcraft, which is kind of like instead of tossing negative energy at a situation, go ahead and toss positive energy at everything around that situation. You know, glow yourself up. You know what I'm saying? If someone's coming for you and you don't like them, rather than like rain chaos upon them, rain some blessings upon you. Focus on yourself. Get right with yourself. Okay? Uh, I was always taught by the hoodoo or voodoo practitioners that were kind enough to mentor me that there is no such thing as magic that is going to harm you if it is justified. If it is justified, you are okay to do your work. But I want you to really understand with yourself what kind of magic is going to be justified and what kind of magic is not. Because quite honestly, a lot of witches out here are walking around thinking that they are justified in doing some things or another to each other, and they're not. Because what's happening is a witch will get triggered out by someone's behavior or thoughts. They will not dig down into themselves to say, what is it going on within me 
that is making me feel and respond this way? Um, what is the possible other situations happening external to me? Like maybe this person is treating me in this way because they're going through something within themselves. Have I considered that? You know, you have to do the self-work necessary to understand if what you're doing is appropriate or not. And so there are witches out there that are just, I had a witch in one of my comments on Instagram I don't even know what happened, but she said something and I disagreed with her in a polite way and she blew up my DMs telling me that she was coming for me and I better watch myself. Now, excuse me, but that's completely inappropriate and unacceptable and really not okay. And there's never going to be an Instagram thread that is going to validate someone hexing someone else, especially two strangers on the internet. I want you to take your work seriously. If you're going to believe that your witchcraft is powerful enough that it can enrich and enliven your life, that it can change your world for the better, that it can bring you everything that you want, then you also must believe that the negative or harmful or baneful or justice-seeking work that you do has the same effect. It has to be both. You can't just live in one realm or the other. So take yourself seriously. And if you're going to take yourself seriously, you're going to understand, I will only do magic that is any kind of, you know, vengeance or justice seeking or, you know, whatever it might be, baneful work, if it is absolutely necessary, if there are no other avenues to walk down, and if I am willing to hold the energy of it if the reverberations kick back or if the reverberations affect me. I will only do this work if I'm willing to know that whatever energy I'm putting out there, I'm putting my magic signature on it as the witch. And so I am attached to what happens. So I'm only willing to do it if I absolutely know without a shadow of a doubt that there is no other situation coming to or from this this situation and that I am right, I am going to do it because I know that I am without a doubt right. If the magic court of the universe was to hear my case, they would side with me absolutely without a doubt. That's the way that I want you to think about this kind of magic. That's the energy I want you to get into. And I want you to hold yourself as accountable as you're trying to hold someone else. And I want you to say to yourself, why am I doing this thing? What is it within me that wants to do this? Am I being... Am I off in some way? Am I being all right? Am I, am I right here? Am I okay? And dig into yourself and then say to yourself, is there a positive spell I could throw upon myself instead that would kind of get a similar or better result and walk yourself home in that regard? But I did want to talk about the fact that a lot of people believe in this, in this rule of three and I wanted to educate which is out there and you can share this with, you know, whomever you might know, any of your muggle friends who aren't really fully understanding witchcraft. I wanted to say that's not what all witches believe. Voodoo and hoodoo practitioners do not believe that. Um, eclectic witches may or may not believe it because an eclectic witch by, witch by nature is going to be someone who has sort of picked and chosen, chosen? Who has decided within herself what it is that works for her or does not work for her. An eclectic witch is picking up the things that resonate with her and leaving behind the things that don't. A traditional witch might or might not believe in the read of three, depending on which tradition she's being traditional about. So I want you to know that while, you know, it is common 
it is common knowledge about this rule of three, um, it is a misconception that all witches abide by it, believe in it, or that it actually absolutely works that way. So I thought I would just chat about that with you guys today. Um, Coming up on next week's podcast, I'm going to talk, I think, about altars a little bit and the significance of an altar and how to maintain an altar in your home. But I also have been getting some cool messages via my website. So if you guys have a topic that you'd like me to chat about, please feel free to head on over there and leave me a comment or reach out to me in some capacity. You can always email me. I'm at headwitch at moonstonewitchery.com. And I do check that email and will either respond to you or chat about whatever you've brought up on the podcast, which is exciting. So, um, Yes, and I'd like to also say that you can find me and purchase a very fun subscription to a Crystal of the Month club that I am starting over here at Moonstone Witchery. Myself and my beautiful partner are starting Crystal of the Month where you will, for $15, try to keep the price point very accessible. For $15 a month, you can receive a crystal in your mail every single month. And it will support you in a variety of different things. You can build up your crystal collection this way. It's a great way to get started building your crystal collection, maintaining your crystal collection, and learning about all the new crystals. Place them upon your altar. So if anybody has any questions, feel free to email me, or there will be a link on my website to sign up for the Crystal of the Month. So, all right. Thank you for listening. Please head over to the Instagram page. Let me know if you've subscribed. I will follow you back. And I look forward to hearing from you guys and talking to you next week.